This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Comedy Central. Ralph, this is your week, right? Something like that. The herb, the tweeds. Yeah, 420. I still don't know what that is. Happy 420. Ralph, you want to explain that to her? You want to explain 420? 420 is the fictional or non-fictional date, depending on who you ask, that cannabis smokers worldwide celebrate as a so-called day of unity and freedom. And it's normally yeah, uh, set off by all kind of smoking fets all across the country in the name of uh, you know, peace, unity, and uh, all those kind of good things. So. Is this just US-based or is it global? It's generally speaking kind of global for the most part. We smokers really don't normally need a, a reason. Um, it's just a perfect excuse. Um, you know, because some some people will also very, very astutely point out that 420 is also a day off to Hitler's birthday. So, you know, depending on who you talk to, you know. Oh, shit. Right, okay. you know what I'm saying? It gets real misty. <laughs> Maybe we should have done a now hiring instead of talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just... My name is Roy. This is my job fair. Happy full 20 to everybody smoking the tweeds. Everybody smoking the tweeds out there. And also Earth Day. Oh, if you okay. believe in saving the earth. I think yeah, the earth did a day this week too. I'm not and sure. Yeah, that's 421. I believe 421 is the Yeah, I don't know. Smoke the weed and then go, what about the earth, man? Right. We gotta take care of the earth, that's man. That's what you're saying all day on 420. But the earth, dude, like you gotta think about the earth, dude. Do you give a back lot of on 420 or something? I mean, I'm still... Is this just self-pleasure or... It seems. Jacqueline, you gotta start doing drugs. These are very sober person questions. Thank you, man. Oh, that was, yes. I, I would know. agree with that assessment. Oh, yes. I don't know. You just be asking these sober person questions. And I don't smoke weed. I still know that's the 420 is the police code, supposedly. That was part of it, on too. The department. Yep. Uh, the California police code, apparently, in Berkeley, I wanna say it was. For what? It was also 420. Uh, back in the day, if they somebody smoking they go on the police radio it's like oh. 420 420 that's that's the rumor nobody okay. can really prove if that's true but that's also partially where it comes from as well or oh real quick 
before we get into Cody's most outstanding, I have to send a very polite thank you to the homie Tom Joyner. Mm-hmm. A, a number of circumstances that I can't really, don't have the time to explain. But I ended up in Miami hanging out with Tom Joyner. We went to a basketball game. And. Saw the Miami Heat in the playoffs and um, got to see old Chris Rock live. <laughs> Word? Oh, wow. How was that? Good times. That's what's up. Post laugh. He addressed the Will Smith real fast. But mm. then right after that, he was right back into a set. And 10 minutes after that, you didn't even, you weren't thinking about the Oscars or none of that. You right back into a Chris Rock show. That's good to hear. Uh, but it was dope, man. It was dope, man. Got a chance to speak to the OG and say hello. So that's always a good time. So, JG, a quick question from the Job Fair inbox. Oh, gosh. Fair at gmail.com. If you ever want to be a part of this acoustical radio presentation or if you want to be on the show. But we do read all the email. We don't get to reply to all of it. But this one, Dane Nickel hit me up in the old inbox and I feel like, JG, you're the most qualified to answer this question because it's an earnest and a warm question. Ralph, I don't want you to say nothing because you're going to get this motherfucker the wrong advice. Okay. You'll you'll understand why in a second. All right. Says Dane, I've been listening to the job fair, and I noticed that you said you worked at a radio station initially. For two years for free. Actually, it was about 17 months, Dane, but who's counting? I worked at a radio station that underpaid me and still owes me $11,000 that I know I'll never see. You don't seem to hold a grudge about what your station did to you. Now you see why you can't talk on this third? <laughs> Lips are sealed. Roy, how did you get to a place where you were able to accept that and move on from it? JG, we'll start with you and then I'll jump. How do you get past being mistreated by an employer and that resentment that comes from it? Because, I mean, I'll be honest, Dane, the motherfuckers didn't owe me money. They just underpaid me. But I got every dollar I was owed. My paycheck, when they said they paid me 29 hours, I got my 29 hours. The way this email read, Dane apparently was like, they owed him 29 hours, and they gave that motherfucker three hours and a Jodeci CD. Right. <laughs> Packing now and later is totally kick rocks. Mm. How do you get past that, man? How do you how do you get over the resentment of being mistreated by an employer? It's really a bad relationship. Ooh, it is a bad relationship. I think you just... You just got to find somebody new to make you happy. Well, you can find someone new to make you happy, but you also just have to let that go, Dane. You got to treat it the same way somebody who did you wrong in a relationship. You know, you just got to find somebody else that makes you happy or use the fuck out of them, which is what I did. Okay, the Dane, back to center. <laughs> <laughs> Let it. Ralph ain't said a fucking go. word. <laughs> uh, Let it go, Dane. What I would say is that if you're at any job that's mistreating you, it is important to figure out ways and angles to do things that work to your advantage. So in a time that I was being underpaid, I was able to barter with the station to let me sell my prank phone call CDs. Okay. And they gave me airtime to plug my CDs. A 60-second ad to 90,000 people every single day of the week in exchange for not being paid. It ain't money, but it's something. But go back to Dane. You're talking about if you're still there. Dane is no longer there, and he's still harboring 
ill will towards some people who are not even thinking about him. Let you it go. You got to the car. You got to key that car. Uh, but no, no, you do not. Key the van. You key the jams van. Oh I, I mean, hypothetically speaking, what if you just want to be petty? Petty will help you get over it, Dane. You just can't get caught or go to jail. All right, I'm going to shut back up. Dane, I'm not coming to get you out of jail. You better know no, who no, you're going to listen to. Me, there's one more thing that I can say that's actually not petty and very true, and I what? wish more black folks would do this. Go to Glassdoor and write a truthful review. You they cannot that. delete your reviews on Glassdoor. And I can honestly say that back in my day, if I would have had a place to go and complain without worrying about getting caught and all that kind of shit, I'd have went and said it so nobody else would have worked for that shit. What is what the fuck is Glassdoor? Is that like Yelp for for jobs, previous yeah, employees yeah, yeah, yeah. or places? It, Glassdoor, like if you go and you look up a company or That's a place a that you point. potentially are supposed to work, you can look up on Glassdoor and it'll tell you, you know, ratings from people who really work there. And uh, I'd also like to shout out our guest, Miss Pam Yang, at one point. Her whole thing was upset the setup. So if you're being mistreated at your job, I'm not saying that you go out like we went out back in the day where you just be quiet and kind of duck it and, you know, develop a bad smoking or sleeping habit. I'm saying you go ahead and blow it up off the tip. Speak for me, JG. Speak for me. I'm not, you you don't do anything wrong. Like, I don't even think you sniff chloride. The point is, like, end of the day, I'm just saying there's a way for you now to go ahead and say something where back in the day it wasn't encouraged. Everybody got mistreated and you just shut up. Nowadays, you don't have to do that. That's all I'm saying. Walk away, Dane. Walk away. Key that car. Take a shit in their toilet. (laughs) Which Ralph actually did. We'll talk about that later. Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Real quick here. A Kentucky man with anxiety disorder asked his employer not to celebrate his birthday because it would trigger a panic attack. That motherfucking supervisor said, kiss my ass, panic boy. We hitting you with a surprise party in the lunchroom during lunchtime. And my dog, Kevin, walked into that damn break room and they said, happy birthday, Kevin. Yay. And Kevin sued those motherfuckers for $450,000. And he fucking won. He won. He told him three years ago, yo, man, I be nervous. I notice y'all give everybody a birthday party here because y'all want to create culture. I ain't the one. Slide me a grocery store cupcake on the low. Believe me, the fuck out of this surprise shit. Mm-hmm. And the supervisor said, fuck you, Kevin. We do what we want here. We're a goddamn team. That's right. Getting this party, Kevin. $450,000. Lesson. A $450,000 lesson. Listen to your employees. If I don't want a party, don't you give me a party. It does say that after he got the party, he did spend the rest of the lunch in his car. So, like, my man was seriously like, yo, don't don't do this to me. And they did it anyway. And that's a lot. That's like, you know, that's like your your boss telling you to get into it when you ain't even into it. I'm with JG. That's a mistake. After the incident, Kevin was later fired by the company uh, for violating the, quote, workplace violence policy. Exactly. I had to put hands on y'all because y'all wouldn't stop singing happy birthday to me. I wish. That's what the company's alleging. But either way, he got his bread. That's a hell of a severance. You got to slap the shit out of somebody. And And you got paid. That's a win win. That's a good goddamn day. Because I wish I wish I could goddamn go to fucking Joe's Crab Shack and sue them for singing too much. Mm. I don't like that shit for suing for your company throwing you a surprise party and winning and then on your way out the door 
putting hands on some motherfuckers. Right there. For that Kentucky Kevin. You are Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Nicely done, dog. Well done. Send Nicely that to the bottom veneers. I'm headed to Joe's Crab Shack, and if they send to me, I'm sending them. Nice. I, the best seafood in the world, the worst ambiance in the world. The worst ambiance. You, if they I, ain't saying happy birthday, that stupid slide where the kids thing over is in the corner, kids look like they may hurt themselves. It's I, mm, bad ambiance. I told you, JG, you'll know when I'm rich because I would have bought out of Joe's Crab Shack and made everybody be quiet. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just going to enjoy a meal. I'm going to enjoy a meal. Okay. That's going to be my flex. Like, everybody, what would you do if you had, would you go to space? No. I'm going to Joe's Crab Shack <laughs> and I'm renting that bitch out. Turn this music off. Turn on some goddamn lights because it's too dark in here. And everybody just sit down and shut the fuck up, and I'm going to eat crab stuffed mushrooms and watch a sporting event on closed captions. On closed captions, silent disco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, okay. Worse than first time. We have two guests. JG, let's go ahead and introduce them. We might have to wrap with these ladies for two breaks, but uh, I'm anxious to get them in here. Who do we have on the phone? We have with us Kelly and Leah, and they are... Hi! Hi, Hi ladies! How are you? Hey! Good, good. Together, this amazing duo is putting together already out there, you can listen to it now, Oprah Demics, the study of the queen of talk. Hello! Ooh! All things Oprah! All things Oprah! Thanks for having us! I know! Kelly! Yes! Leah, thank you all both for coming on the job fair, and I am very anxious to talk about your podcast and you know oprah you know the oprah winfrey and you know this we're talking about a career that spans we can call it four decades at this point if not as close to so plenty of things that you can dig into on that podcast but before we get to that we gotta talk about them jobs (laughs) kelly i want to start with you because you have lived a life and i'm Looking at the research, the down south Georgia girl and her yacht and dug up on you. <laughs> Got a PhD, so I guess I should be calling you Dr. Kelly. Come through. Mm. You know? Sure. Do we play music for doctors? Yes. yes. We, we, need, we need to find some doctory man, like some, some black doctory woman's music. We need a. You know? A naval associate professor? Did I pronounce that properly? It's actually the NAFL, NAFL, She's a no, NAFL nobody, associate professor. Yeah, nobody pronounces it of correctly. Of the humanities in the Department of Africana Studies yes. at Wesley College. Wellesley. Study the black. Well, Wellesley, Wellesley College. College. Take that again. Uh, take that again. Well, listen, I, I ain't got no PhD. I can mispronounce it. I ain't, you corrected me. I will move on. I'm not going to even try that word too many. There's too many L's in that. It's all good. You can see it behind her, though. You see it's Wells. I'm sorry. (laughs) You are an author as well, in addition to being a professor. Your book is Force and Freedom, Black Abolitionists and the Politics of Violence. Yes. Before all of that. (laughs) Back when you was combing the streets of Washington, D.C. Oh, it's... Oh, it's been a long before, journey. It's, it's been a started from the bottom. Before, now we're here. Kind of journey. Okay. <laughs> All of that. Before you met Leah and y'all said, girl, 
Oprah Winfrey that done so much. These motherfuckers mm. need to know about her. We got to do it. But before all of that, mm-hmm. I want to hear about a worst job or a first job. Pretty please, mm. Madam Doctor. So, Doctor Kelly. My worst job was actually my first job, which, uh, so my worst and first is the same. I worked in a college cafeteria. Can, can I say where? I worked at in their cafeteria during the summer. I was 14. The minimum wage was five dollars mm-hmm. an hour. I made six twenty-five, mm. so good money. Okay. <laughs> and and I was responsible for prepping all of the food. So like, they would have summer camps that would come in, like a cheer camp or a basketball camp, and we would do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So this is paper bag, and, or are you um, working like a steam table, like cafeteria style? Oh no, like making pancakes, making chicken, making like wow. the whole nine yards on yeah. the grill. And, and like, a spatula. they told us. <laughs> Yeah, almost hot. It's our job. And let me tell you, when those campers came in and they were hungry and they needed more, you know, pancakes or waffles or burgers or whatever, that was on you. So one day, and now keep in mind, we had to always wear hair nets. And one of the rules were you had to, you could not have fake nails really? or acrylic um, for, nails. For good but reason. But one weekend mm-hmm. I had gotten my nails done and I did not want to take them off because I paid good money yeah. to get nails on. <laughs> And my sister's like, you gotta, my sister worked with me too. She was like, you gotta take those nails off. They won't let you have those nails. I was like, it's fine. I'm wearing gloves. I'm wearing gloves. So I made all the pancakes that morning. And at the end of the shift, my supervisor came up to me and my sister. And she said, ladies, I want to show you something. And my sister grabbed my arm. <laughs> she, she said, look at this plate. And in the middle of the plate was a piece of pancake. And in the center of the pancake was a triangular shard of mm. glass. And I was like, what? My sister thought it was my fault. Oh. It was not. But oh. a camper, I guess, was so mm. hungry, she started eating the pancake, noticed the shard of glass, ate around it because she was so hungry, and then figured it might be best to Respect. turn the shard of glass I would say the fact she finished the pancake. So, That's what's up. That's my kind of kid. It was a mess. It was a mess. And, and after that... I promptly popped off uh-huh. all the nails on my fingers because I was shook that something was going to fall in the pancakes. It's a miracle she didn't swallow it, but I was terrified. And, um, and yeah, I, I did that job every summer for about three or four summers. Mm. <laughs> Cafeteria food for people who have low expectations for the food is kind of an easy job. Like, it took a shard of glass for you to get a complaint. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's the upside to working... At places like that, where it's like you know what it is, motherfucker. It's it's summer camp food. Yeah. It's it's gonna be some yeah. shit in it. One of these nuggets gonna be a little raw. Mm. Eat around the paint. Just a little paint. Like you know them summer camp hamburgers. Third, you know what I'm talking about. Them summer camp hamburgers gonna be done the all the way. Grease. Yes. Right. Right. On the top, oh, it almost God. looks oh, like yeah. a little patty itself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, like gravy. Like yeah. you can, you can, yes. yeah, the little white sheen is oh, nice. You can just I scrape. smell like grease every time I oh, came home. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking That's of raw chicken, time right there, ain't nothing sexier than a girl who been on a <laughs> grill chicken. all day. Mm. Woo. <laughs> smells like meat. Hey, <laughs> somebody smell like beef. Come here, girl. Oh my god. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of raw chicken, Leah, today. where did you work? Okay, where, so this was not my first job, and I've had a lot of bad jobs, but I think this is the worst. I will not name the company, lest we get sued, but I, I worked for a chicken factory, and I lasted uh-huh. one day. Exactly what? one day. 
I will never ever step foot in another chicken factory. I don't care. I don't care if it's to go interview people, do the journalist thing, mm. to you know, field trip, <laughs> manufacturer. Oh uh, no, really? never, never. It was so disgusting. Just describe the smell. That's all I want. Oh. We I gotta talk say, about the podcast. Oh, all I want to know is just tell me the smell. The thing is, they try and prep you, right? You go in with all white. You put on your like fancy hairnet. They're playing classical music, right? Because they say that it keeps the chickens calm. Although when you see the chickens, they're not chickens. They don't look like chickens. They're genetically modified, so they become fully mature chickens in like 40 days. Yep. So a fully mature chicken does not look like a regular chicken. So then you walk in, and there's a smell that cannot be covered up. It it smells like, oh, like raw chicken death. And something else mixed together. The feces and, and everyone and immediately has the same reaction. And I'm I'm gonna tell you one thing. So you try and keep an open mind. You're like, no, you know, this is this is how your food. It's important to know how your food gets made. The chickens are overhead, right? And they're coming over. They've been killed, so they're freshly killed. What? And a like a drop of blood dropped on this one girl's shoe. Now remember, she has brand new like white sneakers. And all I can think about oh, is that one hurt. drop of blood that's just sitting there with this mm. smell. And everybody is just looking Ugh. like, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to uh-huh. physically be sick. And then they ask one, a, the, uh, a girl asks a question. She goes, well, you guys say that you use all parts of the chicken. Is that true? Yes, we use all parts of the chicken. What about the parts like tumors? And, you know, this girl thought she was being smart. She's like, oh. I got you, right? Like, what if, what if there's a tumor? Oh, and the shit. woman was like. I said we use all parts of the chicken. We were done. Everyone is done. Everyone. And then we go back. And they serve us chicken for dinner. Uh -uh. They serve us chicken for dinner. And you're looking and you're like, now I understand why so many people who are in this industry are like, nah, I can't, I cannot eat this. I can't eat this. Oh, that's just wrong. I mean, to be fair. I can't even think about it. If you you think about it and the smell does not go away. To be fair, Leah. You had the freshest chicken in America. <laughs> no. That, I mean, that was their argument, too. That was their argument, too. What? No, they were like, you no, know it's fresh. No. Leah, after the break, we're going to learn more about you. I want to hear about a scam. We got to get into the homie Narado, a.k.a. Rod for short. Let him drive the show off the rails for a little bit, and we will be back with the women of the Oprah Demix podcast and... We're going to talk a little bit about Oprah Winfrey Yay. as well. We're going to talk to Oprah because Oprah, Oprah, if that's ever been. You got Oprah? No. <laughs> Why we can't talk to Oprah? Jacqueline. Mm. I'm with Jacqueline. Why we can't talk to Oprah? Listen, I don't have a line. If you got a line on Oprah, I said we're going to talk Oprah. There I didn't say talk to. There is a picture too. of you, <laughs> Oprah, and Trevor together. Don't do that with me, sir. Yes, that was oh, in that the, what we doing? I'll tell you know what I'll tell I'll tell my Oprah story. Is that we doing? Wait a minute, I got Oprah pictures. I got Oprah pictures. We can go Oprah pictures. Ralph, I was in the background trying to get the fuck out the room. It, it wasn't even like Oprah was standing next. It's not what you think. It's a job fair. Oprah we'll be right me. I went to Morehouse. <laughs> Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? 
but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Job fair, spinning the block for 20. But we have the wonderful, wonderful ladies from Academics. Let's go ahead and drive this show off the rails for a couple of minutes, as we always do about this time. We are a show of decency and yes. trying to help people and giving real life advice to Dane. Yeah. A little earlier there about how to handle resentment when a job treats you bad. And we've laid out all that goodwill. Time to pour a little kerosene on those good intentions and take a match and burn it up. To help us do that, this man is a former Merrill Lynch intern, he's a former veterinarian assistant. Last I know, he still has been known to walk around barefoot in Middle Tennessee. Really? Oh, yeah. Free. Oh, yeah. He's That's a, he's free a real statistic. He is undefeated on over-the-counter pregnancy tests with a lifetime record of 73-0-2. His mama named him Narado. We call him Rod for short. Rod, a happy 420 to you and all of the smoking of the tweets that goes along with it. Yeah, yeah. Happy 4 motherfucking 20. I, I got my, my vape pens and my flour, my tincture, my edibles, even... Chocolate syrup with a little THC in it. It's a good time. Why don't cocaine have a holiday? They Why do. does 420 only get a day? Cocaine They do has have a, a cocaine holiday. holiday. Cocaine does day. have a holiday. In D.C. it's Marion Barry's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Too, soon? Crack. Right <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what I'm, I'm saying. That's Whitney's it's birthday. It's kind of like cocaine. Oh. Now, you will not bring Whitney Houston into this. Goodness. Gracious, Ralph. Whitney just wanted people, to be loved. No. <laughs> I mean, he's right. <laughs> no, but that doesn't mean he had to say the shit. He's right. He's right. Crack is just poor people's cocaine. Have you ever talked to somebody who, like, casually smoked crack before? Mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to somebody mm-hmm. like that before, and it was mind blowing. This was in college and it was like two 19 year old girls telling this hilarious story about the time this guy had them smoking crack. I was like, this is not as jovial as y'all are making it sound. This is and, terrifying. And they weren't <laughs> active crackheads or were they just no, like, oh yeah, I do. They just did it, it no. that night. They, they were just partying it up and the dude had them smoking crack. <laughs> hey Rod, Rod. Hey Rod, I got one for you too, young. Right on that same level. 
nothing worse than when you go in to buy blunts and then the person who comes up behind you buys two things of roast and yeah, I'm talking bad. So you just gotta look at it. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, like you don't want to know about that. that the you don't the plastic that. roses you get at the gas station come in this glass tube, which people who smoke crack or who smoke milk buy those roses so they can get those those pipes. Right. Those so you pipes. ever see somebody those buying those fake, fake roses at the gas station? Oh, they about to rock exactly it up. That's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, they about to rock that shit up, baby. Okay. That motherfucker going to be sizzling very soon. <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a, like a plate of fajitas out this motherfucker. <laughs> you want to talk about uncomfortable. You buying blunts and then the person behind you come up and buy like three or four rolls of steel. Oh, then get you got to look at them like, for real, dude? About to get it in. Oh, especially they get that steel wool, too. Oh, man. Ooh, stop, stop playing. Stop saying stuff I don't know. What's a steel wool? You don't know what steel wool is? You ever watched dishes before? Oh, that. Okay, got it. Oh, so, so how do they use a Brillo pad? You what is a Brillo pad? You cut, Brillo pad. cut the steel wool up and you use it to make a filter to put in the glass. Okay, let's 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 stop hey, y'all ain't gonna have me a ride with like drug man. Like that's what it feels like right now. I just gotta speak up. Y'all got ride up. The next thing you do is you explain. You got us explaining Ghostface lyrics. Listen, I spent a little time. I spent a little time in the CMB towers. I know what people are doing. This is turning to a weird Etsy Food Network do-it-yourself crack pipe thing. We bring Rod on this program. <laughs> this old crack pipe. <laughs> we even left out the cinnamon. Right. Damn, the smokers, Rod, we could have taught him something. Smokers, they like MacGyver, baby. They doing it. I'm Sheila. It this is my husband, Ryan. We have a budget of $14. And we're going to make a crack pipe using around-the-house items. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, yo. <laughs> we bring Rod on this program to give you topics that you can bring up with coworkers you can't stand so you can just keep the peace and not really give them a slice of your real life that you don't want them to ever be privy to. Rod, turn it over to you now and let you decide which topics you want to give to the people. Well, in the, in the spirit of the day, the spirit of 420, um, we'll start this off with some great news for all the smokers out there uh the the house recently passed the bill for the federal legalization of marijuana and marijuana projects to be sent out and hopefully pushed into law it also includes all the things marijuana advocates would like such as creating programs to expunge all the records of people who are currently incarcerated because of marijuana Getting people back out into the workforce and establishing tax codes so we can get some of that cartel money flowing legally. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. No, I'm talking about. I feel like this is the end of the marijuana boom once you get into federal legalization. Because then you're getting into corporatization. And word on the street is that a lot of the tobacco companies are already you know, ponying up to get ready to grab up all the licenses and even push out all of these independent dispensaries that are already there. And, and remember, the, the, the person who was literally the impetus for this podcast existing was a former marijuana lobbyist turned gospel singer. Very true. And I talked to him from time to time. And so... Kurt Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> What if I just didn't say shit? 24 hours a day, but weed is off limits. Come on now. Come on. 
is this for better or worse in terms of product quality? Oh, it's it's definitely for better because if, if there's one thing that drives uh, good product and, and quality service in America, it's competition. Um, a lot of people don't remember or have never read about that how like the post office was like trash for a long time, but it was because you didn't have a fucking choice. Like you had to use the post office, so it didn't have to be good. And then when UPS and things like that came along, post office had to get their shit together because now they had competition. And I feel the same way for marijuana. The government getting involved in it is going to be good. It's not going to derail the quality. It's just going to make it more widely available because you got to remember with decriminalization, it's not just about the business uh, or, or the corporate business, but it's also for private business. Like now you can just grow your own fucking marijuana. Or you could just get it from anybody, knowing that it's not you're not gonna be hassled for carrying some weed on you. So now you can still get your product illegally and just sell it on the streets, and you'll, you'll still get quality. It's, it's gonna be all great. My bigger concern, and, and I really want your opinion on this, they are really out here selling Delta Eight. And for those of you who don't know, don't mess with any 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 weed that you can buy at a gas station, same place they sell dick pills. Don't buy that weed. It is not good for you. Leave that shit alone. What's so, wrong like, with to it? me, well, it's just the quality. Just the quality is off. It's not. It's, it's the quality. It's, it's the quality. You can go to dispensaries. And yeah, get like Delta there's other ways. It's, it's just weed. It's just been, you know, they just found yeah, a way I don't to like Delta Eight. Miss out on one part and now it's legal. But yeah, Delta Eight is good. But yeah, I wouldn't buy. I wouldn't go to a state where marijuana was legal and buy regular weed from a gas station. Hey, that's a place mm-hmm. to get sodas and shit. That's not a place to get <laughs> actual drugs. The FDA ain't testing shit that's in the gas station. So, all right, Rod, let's flip it up. Okay, um, great story uh, coming out of Chile, the country of Chile. Uh, a, a 29-year-old man was uh, tasked with uh, being in charge of his sister's wedding reception. And he took her seven-layer wedding cake and spiced one of those layers up with a little marijuana. And had everybody at the reception getting higher than outtits. He turned the wedding cake into an edible. Oh, yeah, he turned it out. Nice. Now, I understand (laughs) the... The hesitation, but I want everybody to know he did have permission from his sister oh, to do that. Okay. And everybody knew which part of the cake had the weed. Okay. So everybody who was eating it was eating it on purpose. Oh, well, that makes me like it less. I it's <laughs> that, it that he, you just you would just like it better if a bunch of fucking nine year old Chileans <laughs> got high as fuck at the wedding reception hey, by accident. The game is the game. Roy wants snowfall all over again, don't you, Roy? Yeah, yeah. I like those oh, stories where I remember one from last year where the this, this guy accidentally. Um, took some hash brownies into the nursing home at which he worked instead of the regular brownies and got all those fucking septuagenarians higher than a motherfucker. I bet you they appreciate it. Hey, man. I'm about to say, the older older cats, man. If weed is just not being legalized for them, and I'm a man in my 40s, then that means by the time I'm in my 80s, 
it's gonna be federally mandated crack. Let me tell you. I'm gonna go to the gas station and get me my two roses. No! No! Get go back to my nursing home. And I'm gonna fire me up some of that federally cleared crack. No. New Jack City From the reboot, crack fields baby. of North Carolina. The podcast is Uncle Rod's Story Corner. Rod, as always, we appreciate you, brother. And um, we'll see you next week, man. Bless up. Peace, homie. Scam of the week time. We are still joined by the ladies who are the co-hosts of the Oprah Demics podcast that is available wherever you download podcasts. We're going to learn more about the podcast in a second, but I think it's important that we learn who these wonderful women are. We already spoke with Dr. Jackson, worse than first, and now we get to settle in with old Leah Wright Regard. Now, Leah, I'm reading up on you here from down south, Georgia girl, and JG, we need to have both of them back for teacher appreciation. This is some yes. professing, teaching, PhD, having it. Between these two, it, I think it's about six degrees. At and least six. Counting them up. At least. <laughs> At least. I'm six. not even. I'm not even right. bullshitting. No, it's just. I know it's all right. Not even yeah. bullshitting. And who knows yeah. what else they're working on right now? Because they don't look no. like they sit still. Now, Leah then got the BA in history from Dartmouth, the MA and PhDs from Princeton, oh. and currently a teacher, a professor at mm. Johns. Mm. Hopkins. You got to hit that S in John. Yeah, you know yeah. everybody spelled and mispronounced that one wrong. You think I can't pronounce Wesleyan. <laughs> I mm. You did a good job, though. You did a good job. Mm. So your research and commentary on race and culture and politics and conservatives, like just it's so expansive that your research has been featured up and down the cable dial on a lot of networks that that dip into those waters, Leah. But before all of that, I want to hear about some scams that you ran or you seen Uh-oh. ran. Well, some I, previous I, I love places the scams. Of, tell us some dirt. Tell us some professor dirt. What kind of scams no. be going on as a college professor? I will Them never say anything that for is, grades? I will never say anything that is going to incriminate myself or Dr. Jackson, if you're nasty. I will never do that. I will never do that. We don't snitch over here. I Kelly like her. and I are nice and clean. Nice I, and clean. I like, her, Roy. I like her. I like her a lot. <laughs> but I will say, higher education is full of scams. Speak out. Mm. It is full of scams. Mm. And I want to talk about the OG Operation Varsity Blues. So you guys remember Operation Varsity Blues? Mm. A couple years ago, 2019. Like FBI just busts up all those parents who are basically cheating on the SAT. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is full house mama. Yeah, yeah. Lori yes. Laughlin. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Bunch okay. of actors, all these, all these, you know, paying their way. Not actually not not even paying their way. They're too cheap to pay their way in, right? So now they're just cheating on the SATs, flat out cheating. But what we don't talk about is how it's been a long running scam. So, you know, Kelly and I have been at all over the place. We've been, you know, between the two of us, we've been at, at Dartmouth, at Howard, Princeton, Columbia. We've both been at Harvard, all these places. And one thing that's been consistent is that if you have money, then you have access. Mm. And the real Facts. question is mm. that, that Var- Operation Varsity Blues doesn't even go into is 
how much are you willing to pay in order to get your child into one of these schools? Uh Mm. And so are you willing Mm. to put Mm. your name on the building? Mm. Are you willing Mm. to Mm. donate a building? Mm. Oh, are you willing to? Why you? Why you? Why you calling out Spellman like that? Like why you gotta? Why you gotta call out Spellman with all them Cosby oh, buildings? They, man, they changed the name on all them Cosby buildings. They gave that money back. They, they gave that money. Yeah, you know they, what? Yeah. They gave okay, that money Spellman, back. You yeah. gave that money back. Yeah, yeah. They gave that money back. They did. They they donated to that polo research. Ralph, we are talking show. about the crooked white schools. You would not bring in these esteemed <laughs> black institutions. Fine. As you know, okay. black institutions yeah. are straight. Forward and scandal free. That's true. Let me How let me adjust you? my Morehouse bow tie. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right? What I'm talking about. We are respectable Negroes over here. Hello. Yeah. So yeah. I just you know the the the, the Jared Kushner right became the most obvious example of this. Hmm. Right when during during the Trump years, all that came out about the donations and you know how what kind of a student he is, but. I think one of the, the things that we don't talk about is is the scam of money and access. Like what mm. kind of access mm. does, and it's not just like mm. money I can pay full tuition. Mm-hmm. It's I have enough money to buy a building. And what does that buy me? Yes. And, and how is that, you know, <laughs> in a country where education is unaffordable, mm-hmm. right? Tuition, tuition right now is at $70,000 for one year of college. Mm. How is that fair? How is that not a scam? A brick of cocaine mm. is like what thirty five thousand. I don't know the prices, but it's got to be. I'm I'm. On Snowfall is rolling about thirty five k. On Snowfall, it's about thirty five k. But it's also like yeah, eighty six. Well, well, no, no, well, no. Young Jeezy said a brick costs seventeen five. It's your boy, Mister Seventeen Five. Uh, so with inflation, based on when Jeezy was hot, you got to figure a brick of cocaine is probably like twenty six k. I go twenty six to thirty five. Yeah, that is okay. that's old yeah. Jeezy math. Okay. I'll go with that. I'm, I'm with you. Right, I accept that. Okay. Continue. Sorry about that, Leah. So, no, so seventy thousand. You know, <laughs> really? when we see when we see students who can't afford their tuition for one reason or another, whether they are poor, working class, or whether they're part of this like newly emergent middle class that can't afford to go to college. So mm-hmm. they're, they're too wealthy to qualify for any of the aid programs, mm. but they're also mm-hmm. not wealthy enough to pay for college. When we see them turning to desperate means, whether it be dropping out to go work or whether it be turning to kind of illicit paydays, mm-hmm. and we say, well, how could this happen? Mm-hmm. Look at how much college, tu- college tuition uh, it's 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 unsustainable. It's, it's unsustainable for the it's majority for seventy five percent, actually more than that, probably more like eighty five percent of the population. Mm. Have so, you heard about the racket where young women are selling their eggs at ten thousand dollars a pop? That's been around. Go, I know. I remember being at at, yeah. at Princeton yeah. and there was this billboard, huge billboard. It was like, ladies, yep. eight thousand dollars to yes. sell your eggs, mm-hmm. and I was like, eight. And I'm, I'm gonna, and you know, I, I was getting a good stipend at the time. I was getting eighteen thousand dollars a year. I thought I was, I was like balling out of control, right? I, I was one of the wealthy. Well, hold up though, eight thousand dollars is more like for black oh. eggs, because white eggs were going uh-huh. for like twenty. I was about 000. to say they were twenty. When you call, they'd be like, "Oh, are you? Yeah. Like, well, tell us your phenotype. Yes, blonde hair, blue eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your ethnicity? Oh, really? I'm, 
Sorry, we don't oh, need right. your eggs. You <laughs> have enough like bargain bin eggs. Thanks, right. Negro woman. We've got all the Negro eggs so, we need. We just... So, Leah, how do we beat the scam of college? <laughs> do you just self-educate? Do you just go to specialty schools? Do you look at going to, if you know what your career is, focusing on ways to get into that mm. career? Because I do feel like some employers are starting to wise up on, oh, I don't have to hire the person who got the four years of inside the box training. And and don't discount, brother. Don't discount the NIL shit that just happened, too, because that's major as far as changing how how your very question factors into what I hope the doc could talk about. Because, like, that... College athletes getting a little bread. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you ain't got to be a basketball player or a football player anymore to get NIL. You could you could go to college on a, on an Ultimate Frisbee scholarship. I know it sounds silly, oh. but you can. So I think there are a, a couple things. Um, actually, there are a lot of different ways. The first way, though, is it starts with advocacy, right? Mm. Your representatives work for you. Mm. That like that's end of story. Mm. We, there's been a lot of like this whole thing. Well, we can't do this because you know my congressman says this, or my senator says this, or the president says this. That they work for you, mm. and so part of like pushing, pushing, pushing. And one of the things that we saw in the pandemic is that you can push and things can happen. Right? Federal loans can be paused. Mm. They can be paused multiple yeah. times. The system, when it wants to, mm-hmm. can pay out trillions of dollars when it wants to. And so now we know that it's possible if we push enough. So that's, that's one way, right? The second way, I think, is what you call you know, the private sector way, which is a lot of people are, are just not familiar with the fact that there is, there is money out there for everything and anything. Occasionally, you'll hear about it. You'll hear some, some kid won you know, $2 million in scholarship money. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's on the shade room or something like that. Like, you know, proud Negro student goes to Morehouse. <laughs> But what, what's, I think, shocking <laughs> about this, particularly having a lot of um, young people in my family who's come up, but also being the beneficiary of some of these, these fellowships and scholarships, is how not aware we are of these things. Mm. So we think this is the only way, right? Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, this is the only way for us to do things. But there's actually a lot of other ways to get access and to pay for the system. And then I think there's also an increasing movement amongst college students about the unsustainability of the system, right? So Mm. that it's propping up the very wealthy. And so there's been a push for admissions to increase. Like the middle class isn't just people who make, you know, $150,000 combined household income. Like now it's so unsustainable that somebody, like a family that makes $350,000 combined household income can't afford college. Mm -hmm. And so what we've seen is that pushing actually works, particularly on these private institutions, to be able to say, you have these endowments, right? Use them. Use them for us. Mm -hmm. Use them for us, particularly for the middle class. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing that I'll say is there has been a push for, from students to apply to state colleges. State colleges are exceptional. Community colleges can be exceptional. Mm -hmm. And they're a much Mm -hmm. more affordable option than what we see in like the private sector. These private institutions that are charging $80,000 for a four year degree, right? In the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, like Corn College or something Mm -hmm. like that. You get a degree, (laughs) you did a degree, you get a degree, right? But why isn't a degree, why isn't a degree from UConn, Mm -hmm. this like just as exceptional? 
And because it is, mm. it actually is. And when we look at the stats and when we look at how people do, they're doing just as well as students who go to these exorbitantly priced private institutions. So the, the, there are there are a lot of ways to the, beat the, the system right thing. now. The other thing that nobody's talking about is that half these employers, they're not calling to check your transcript. No. Motherfucker, just print you a degree. No. Mm. I got say a you went to. I'm <laughs> sorry. JG, go, go ahead. No, I no, just, no, you I know, just, just as a suggestion, I just want to put it out there. You know, get you a scanner. <laughs> you should have a Adobe, degree. You should have a degree. Learn Photoshop. You know, like you have all the degrees. I want to ask uh, Kelly as well about something that yes. a lot of people don't talk about. They don't talk about minorities getting tenure at PWIs, Ooh. and that is something oh, yeah. that needs to be discussed. Any thoughts about that? Also, shout out, yeah, shout out to Kelly, I mean, who mm. just went through a wicked tenure process, and mm. is now a tenured mm. professor, mm. stamped by the trustees. Mm. Mm. <laughs> all had part of, what are, what are we, I Kelly, mean, like part no of 6% it's, of, of the entire economy? It's no, even it's like, like, might be 2%. Like, I think 4%. Maybe three percent. It's bad. Mm. It's. I mean, you want to talk about scams when the twenty twenty, all those people had the reckoning that said they were black. What? Or said they were African. Turns out they're white. Turns out they're playing the system. Turns out they were hired as a diversity hire and they're white. Like, I mean, we could do the whole. Come on, Dolezal, keep going. Bring it. Scam. Bring it. Of like. You know, white folks acting like they're Native American. There's a see, whole see. scam. Well, my daughter, should we bring it up? My daughter, <laughs> see, that's what I told you, Roy. Like... My daughter be teaching me shit that black fishing. She talking about it. The black fishing. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a real problem. It's a mm. real problem. I mean, like, we saw nationally firsthand what Nicole Hannah Jones went Man. with. I mean, went through. Yeah. It's like, win the Pulitzer, win the MacArthur mm. Genius Award, get denied. So it's, um, it is really, really hard to become tenured. It's really, really hard to become yeah. full professor. There, are, There's assistant professor, associate professor, and full, mm. which is the highest. Um, but it's hard to hit those those benchmarks, and the gatekeepers don't want us there, yeah. you know? Um, and it is it is tough. Um, mm. But, you know, I'm happy to be props. here. Well, so, props. Well, <laughs> I'm happy Say to word. be there. And happy to open the door for, for others. I yes. think that... Um, you know, one of my friends, Charles McKinney, said, "Be careful of the one black person in the room that wants to be the only." Talk person. about it. <laughs> Talk about it. That's another part of it no. too. You know what I mean? Some people enjoy. Being always the get only, weird when you meet the. And it always gets weird when you meet the the first black person that's worked somewhere for over twenty years, and they're yeah. only the still black person. Yo. They're still the only black person. Yeah. You've been here for twenty years. You mean to tell me ain't no other black person? Been you've been here since yeah. the seventies, right? <laughs> But like, there ain't no other black person. Yeah. Like, what? Okay. With all of that, somebody fell asleep on the mm. job for decades. Yeah. Mm. With all of that being Sad. said, it begs the question: wow. How you two met and how you got into this podcast called Oprah Demics? Mm. After the break, we gonna dig in on that. I be damned. They gonna be an in the end guest. They gotta in be the whole episode. We got to third. We need special music for this. We ain't got enough time to talk about Oprah right now. We gotta go to a break. Mm -hmm. We gotta play a <laughs> commercial about some exercise shit or whatever the fuck they play in between us. We need to pull back some of the women's month songs for this shit here. Yeah, this is amazing. Yo, Bruh. yo, I might have to give them a "You as Women" serenade. We might, might. Have to, I might have to go acapella. We might have to because this is. I might have to, go, you know. 
My black hurt. Jimmy Giblets and the misogynistics. I might have to dust them off. I'm just saying. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Job fair. We are bringing it home with two wonderful, wonderful women. JG is a black woman educator, so you, I haven't seen that grin on you from ear to ear because you're sitting here with your people right yes. now. We're joined. They are the co-hosts of the podcast, which you can currently download, called Opademics. Dr. Leah Wright Ragua, who is the SNF professor of history at Johns Hopkins University, Ooh. and also. Dr. Kelly Carter Jackson, a NAFL associate professor. Did I hit it right that time? Sounded right. Sounded right. <laughs> it sounded right that time, right? right? I mean, I heard the tenured part. Yeah. I heard the tenured Ooh. part. Tenured. Tenured. Associate. NAFL associate professor of the Humanities and Department of Africana Studies at Wellesley College. Wellesley. That's what I said. Wellesley. So let's talk about the podcast, Opademics, because you all come from this world of understanding race and how race intersects with so many other facets of our society. What was it about Oprah Winfrey? Because I feel like Oprah, like, Oprah's like a chocolate chip cookie, but everybody... (laughs) Fucks with the chocolate chip cookie. Oh, okay. Every, every you might like it with walnut. You know, there's a small contingency to go. I don't like right. no chocolate okay. chip cookie. Right. I like okay. oatmeal raisin. I get that. Okay. But she is generally this. There are very few people that cross all demos and ages and everything. So, what was it about Oprah that made you two sit down and go, "Yes, this is who we need to sit and dissect." Mm. Mm. Um, so the origin story, this started with our, uh, another podcast that I co-host this day in esoteric political history with Nikki Hammer and Jody Avergan. And we did an episode on Oprah and big beef when she gets sued by the big beef industry. And I was fangirling so hard that Jody was like, yo, this sounds like another podcast. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. And he was like, no, I'm serious. This sounds like another podcast. And um, he approached me about it later and was like, actually, I'm, I'm serious. Do you want to do this? And I was like, oh, absolutely. I could talk about Oprah all day long. <laughs> um, and he's like, okay, who do you want to do that with? I was like, oh, Leah, yeah. hands down. <laughs> Leah and I have these conversations all the time anyways. So it's a very natural thing for us to sort of like 
take these conversations to the people. But uh, yeah, we started putting this together several months ago and um, we've got at least two, three episodes out now and it's it's been a really fun ride. That's dope. Thank you. I mean, she's, the other thing is like, so when Kelly um, came to me, I was like, of course, Oprah is a cultural icon, right? Like, what do you mean we know yeah. there's been no po- podcast that like devoted to her entire archive? Yeah, 4,500 episodes. Wow. Four, like, I, I think we said earlier, four decades uh-huh. worth of just a body uh-huh. of work. And mm-hmm. there have been, like, here and there. And her right? acting career. Let's not forget her acting right. career. So she's been in movies. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's got her own network. She has. The book mm-hmm. club. She has made presidential candidates. Talk about that. And Facts. What we what we don't give her credit for, and in in an era and in a moment where we talk a lot about how black people don't have power, right? They might have influence, they might have direction, they might have access, but like power, like almost to a, a like a structural institutional power. Mm. Oprah is an institution unto herself. Mm. Like how many yeah. how many black women, how many black uh, like people people, people yeah. can we talk about in that regard? A handful, maybe. And Oprah's been like that yeah. for over two decades. I feel like maybe Bob Johnson at BET until he decided to sell. But Bob was more on mm. some architect shit. He was never in front of the camera. Bruh, right. Byron Allen? Mm-hmm. Byron Allen's in there. Another one. Byron Allen's in there, And to too. that effect, yeah. I'd also, you know, to be fair, mm. Sheila Johnson. True. Right there, there is, yes, yeah, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. So yeah, yeah. there, you know, yeah, Robert yeah. Smith is out there. Mm-hmm. There, there's like a cohort but of people. None of them even have Kanye, charisma. None right? of them, like even Kathy Hughes, I would argue. Facts. Moving mountains, media. You got the bread. I you, count you have Rihanna before I count Kanye. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but that's <laughs> what I mean. These we're, we're talking about a handful. Yes, yeah, none of the people number. we've named yes. make white women cry. Oprah had them white women yeah. on that this show. This is true. Ooh. Oprah is the only black woman in history that can and tell none... white women across the board what the fuck to do. It was an amazing I mean, power. Like None of those names are household names, true. though, Correct. either. I mean, you say Oprah, and everyone knows Oprah across demographics, mm-hmm. across eight different age groups and cultural you know, um, backgrounds. Everyone knows Oprah. And she's not just a one-trick pony. She has her hand in a lot of different pots. And not only has she, like, elevated herself to this Mm. elite status, but she has the ability to elevate others, to make kings Mm. and queens out of others. Very few people can do that. So Kelly Kelly and I were doing a little bit of research, and, like, we found one study that that measured her impact in media. And they said that she is more powerful than all of the cable news networks combined. Like she has that. more I totally influence. Believe that. I totally right? believe they that. They are comparing her to they're like uh you know CBS, ABC, um you know like these these major NBC, but they're saying that she has more power than Fox News, than CNN, than MSNBC, than you know One America News. That's that's wild. She better have and more power than One American yeah. News. She better have more power than OAN. Yeah, Oprah, that's just Oprah's disrespectful. You know they they, mean? they better Disney. not be comparing Oprah's power to Newsmax and OAN. That's that is that you is know, foul. That is not even all. right. That they is. Gotta, mm. They gotta put them all in a pile. Mm. They put them all in a pile. Mm. But she's, she's bigger than all of them. So then, when we talk about jobs, and this is the part that I, you know, when we talk about this show and we talk about the importance of paying forward things and the importance of helping other people. You know, you talked about Oprah's network, which 
begat a show like Queen Sugar, which Ava mm. DuVernay is, you know, one of the creators and executive producers on. And they exclusively, I can't say from season one, but I know for a long ass time, they have exclusively hired women directors. Mm. And they've created programs mm. for women writers. And Oprah provided a platform for another woman to provide a platform. And so all of these, t- like what, what is the most interesting thing that you all have discovered just mm. in exploring this universe of Oprahdom? Because I mean, mm. y'all digging the crates on some of these episodes. Y'all went all the way back to the LA riots from the jump just mm. to look at how Oprah addresses race, which is really what's really wild about that episode third. Mm is that if you just took L.A. riots out of and just put riots, it could play today. Mm. 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 That's heavy, sure dude. So what, what have you all discovered? Yeah, the conversations would be identical. Yes. Uh, then, you know, what you could you could replace Rodney King with George Floyd and, mm-hmm. and the conversations would be identical. Um, it's wild. I, you know, I think Oprah sort of operates off the model of lift and climb that all of the success that she has gotten all of the you know um awards and profits and and um you know fame she never hoarded that she always sort of like put it back out for those and gave others opportunities to sort of like make something of Mm -hmm. themselves as well even if it was in a small way um like boosting someone's company like saying I love Spanx <laughs> and then having that person on mm. or saying, I love your Egyptian cotton sheets and then having mm. that person on. Or I love your, I you love know. your book. So I encourage everyone to listen to your podcast because it is an exciting journey into, I think one of the most layered and most influential African-Americans of modern times. The podcast is Oprah Demics, the study of the queen of talk. You can download it wherever you download podcasts. I cannot thank you two wonderful, wonderful ladies enough. Dr. Kelly Carter Jackson, Dr. Leah Wright Regor. Thank you all so much for coming on the job fair and sharing your knowledge with the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you. That's the show. Roy's job fair is a product of iHeartMedia. Paramount, Comedy Central, South Park, and Princeton Productions. Third, mm. what what do what do I get people like you for 420? Do I do I get you a a, a cannabis brownie or some shit? Like what did do you? Mm. Do? You get like, him stock in a venture capitalist. Yeah. Well, hang on, no, that's man. That what she said? I'm just, nah. What she said? You can fuck that now. Nah, what she said? Nah. You, this is like. Yeah, you hired. Just you hired, Doc. Me and you. You are hired, Doc. You are good with me. You heard. What is the Cadbury Easter egg equivalent? She's a black woman. You need to listen to her. Whatever that, whatever that micro stock is, she's talking about. Holler at that. You, I don't know why not. That sounds like the blackest thing anybody's ever done for me. That's awesome. I will get you some gummy bear edibles off the street. I can make a those man on a bicycle. No, don't you do that. I told you there's a rule. You don't you don't buy any CBD stuff from any place. You can buy blunts and dick pills. That shit is bad for you. Don't you do that to me. That is not right. That's the show. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com.